<clears throat> the title of the message tonight is No Excuse for Sin If God Lives in You. No Excuse for Sin If God Lives in You. Christians today try to excuse by saying, I am weak, or I'm only human, or I couldn't help it. After all, if I do sin, God is a God of mercy and love and grace, and he will forgive me. Yes, God is a God of love and mercy and grace, and he does forgive us when we do sin. But Paul said, shall we continue in sin that grace shall abound? And God did not call you and save you to live a life of defeat and failure. He did not call you, amen, to save you to put a big L on your forehead as a loser. You know, God called you to a life of victory. God called you to be a winner and to overcome and succeed, praise God, in your Christian walk. Now, we're going to see because God lives in us, we do not have to sin. 1 John 2.1 says, These things have I written unto you that you sin not. <laughs> yes, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, you know, if we confess our sins. But John says that we do not have to sin as a child of God. Sin is not about our weakness or being human. Sin is about choices. Christians do not have to sin because they have been set free. And whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Because they have been set free from sin, they have the freedom to choose because uh, sin does not have power over them. Like uh, Romans 6.14, sin hath no more dominion over you because you're not under the law, you are under grace. So they're not under the law, praise God, we're under grace. We need to first be delivered from the misconception about being weak. Secondly, see how God makes a way for us to overcome sin. And thirdly, we need to see what we must do to ensure our victory over sin. First of all, let's look at the uh, misconception about being weak. <laughs> that I couldn't help it or the devil made me do it. If you are a Christian, nobody, praise God, can make you do anything. You know, you are in Christ, and Christ is in you. You are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, amen, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. Then you are strong because if the Holy Spirit is in you, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he says, that scripture also says, you have overcome them. <laughs> you know, you've overcome the devil, the flesh, and the world. You are more than just <clears throat> a mere human. You are a human whose spirit is born again. Except you be born of the, you know, uh, again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And if you're born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. But as many as received him, to, get, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God. You know, 1 John 5, 4 says, uh, whatsoever is born of God overcometh, praise God, the world. And Titus says, uh, hey man, he is not by our works, but by the mercy of God. He has saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. You are not just a man or a woman. You are not just a human. You have been born again 
of God. God's spirit dwells in you, and you can overcome sin, the devil, and the world. Uh, for John tells us, verses 1 through 6, 15, teaches us that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Those that are in Christ who are able to bear fruit. Amen. We are connected with him. We are able to bear fruit. Praise God. And as, we, uh, and as he purges us, we can bring forth more fruit, a much fruit. Praise God. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. Praise God. Uh, kindness, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, and temperance. Self-control. And th those that remain in Christ will bear fruit. And God will, as I said, purge us so that we can bring forth more fruit. So we, the more we're connected to Jesus, the more self-control we're going to have. And the person that does not remain in Christ cannot bear fruit alone. In other words, if you have the life of God in you, you, praise God, will bear the fruit of temperance or self-control and be able to overcome sin. Thus, if you have the life of God in you and you have the Spirit of God in you, you will be able to restrain yourself and overcome sin. Amen. If you are indwelt by God's presence, you will be strong. Notice that. You will be strong in Him and not weak. 2 Corinthians 12, 7, Paul was weak because of his infirmity in the flesh, where he was buffeted by Satan. But, amen, he said, for when I am weak, then I am made strong. How was he made strong? God's grace. And what did God say to him? My grace is sufficient for you. Grace is God's presence, power, and favor upon our lives. Amen. And he was made strong in his weakness because of God's presence, because of God's power, because of God's blessing on him. That was in him and rested upon him. He could overcome sin and he could be strong because when he was weak, he was still strong in the Lord. God wants us to see that in God, we can be victorious. So we have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 7. We can be, amen, we can be an overcomer. Nay, we are more than conquerors through him, praise God, hallelujah, that loved us. We can be successful. And we quote this scripture a lot, praise God, in other ways. But he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So I can overcome sin through Christ that strengtheneth me, praise God. Now, God makes it. Secondly, God makes a way for us to overcome sin. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Lot was a perfect example. Noah, as we preached here recently, was a perfect example. Jesus prayed in Matthew 6, 9 in the Lord's Prayer, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Psalm 23 says that our, good, our shepherd, praise God, leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. God is not saying that we will not be faced with temptation or trials, but he is in control of it, and he will deliver us out of any evil or temptation that we are faced with. Why? Because God, amen, does everything he can for us to make, praise God, uh, it uh, sin not to penetrate our lives, and not to overcome us. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, 
No temptation has taken you such as common to man. Amen? But he says he, he is faithful. Amen? Will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. Now, if we're not tempted above which we're able to bear, praise God, we can overcome sin. Amen. It goes on to say, tempted above which you're, you're able, but with the temptation also will make a way for you to escape, amen, so that you'll be able to bear the temptation or trials that, that are in your life. Amen. And so God's intent is revealed in Jesus' prayer in John uh, 17, 9 through 16, Paul, praise God. John 17, 9 through 16. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> keep them through thine own name, those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, <clears throat> and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them the word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest <coughs> take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. <laughs> they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Praise God. Amen. So, <coughs> nothing, Romans 8, 9, 39, he's said there he's able to keep him. Amen. And then Romans 8, 39 Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then also John 27, 10, 27 through 29, Paul. John 10, 27 through 29. <clears throat> Notice here, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. Now notice, sometimes people that believe in eternal security, once saved, always saved, you know, they say, oh, you get saved and have eternal life and no man can pluck you out of your hand. Notice, my sheep hear my voice, and they do what? Follow me. So they are obedient, praise God, and they're following Jesus because they're hearing the voice of Jesus. He gives them eternal life, praise God, and no man can pluck them out of his hand, the Father's hand, because <coughs> they are following the Lord. Amen? And they're being obedient to him. Hebrews 7.25, Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto him 
by him, another to God by Jesus, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. So he's able to save us to the uttermost. There's nothing that Jesus can't save us from. There's no sin that Jesus can't save us from. Amen. And he lives to make intercession for us. <clears throat> Jude 24 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. He's able to keep you from falling. Amen. Lastly, we need to see <clears throat> what must we do in order to ensure our victory over sin. God is, amen, indwelling presence makes it possible, as we've seen, to overcome sin. <clears throat> God makes a, a way for us to overcome sin, as we've just said. But we must make a choice to overcome sin in our lives. God has made us free moral agents. Whether we sin or not is <clears throat> our choice. He has given us the ability not to sin. God lives in us, praise God. So it is our choice, amen, that we uh, sin or not sin. The potential for sin, disobedience, and not to sin, obedience, will always be with us. It will always be our choice whether to disobey or to obey God. The root cause, I learned this at a Bill Gothard seminar many, many years ago. The root cause of all problems is resisting God's grace or disobedience. Resisting God's grace or disobedience. Romans 6, 12, and 13, it says, Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Well, praise God, if you let not, amen, praise God, sin reign in your body, <clears throat> that's your choice. You're choosing not to let sin reign in your body. You're choosing, praise God, to yield to righteousness to God rather than yielding to unrighteousness. It's your choice. Romans 8.13 says, if, if ye, if, <laughs> For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of your body, you shall live. If you put to death the deeds of your body. Number, Colossians 3.5, Paul, please. It says, Mortify, therefore, put to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, this is what you put to death, is a Christian. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, and concupiscence, and, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on them, the children of disobedience. So, so people that do this, the wrath of God's going to come on them. In the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. In other words, when you wasn't saved, that's how you lived. Praise God. But now, he also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man which, with his deeds. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. 
Hey, man, how's that happen? Praise God. We're, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds, aren't we? And have, hey, man, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, <clears throat> even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. So he told us there what we must put to death, praise God, and what we must put on. And Ephesians tells us also about putting off the old man and putting on the new man is created in, and true righteousness and holiness. Um, Ephesians 4.27. See, this is a choice. Neither give place to the devil. 1 Corinthians 6.18, flee fornication. God hates sexual immorality more than any other sin because it desecrates the body, and the body is the Holy Spirit. If you are a Christian, amen, 2 Timothy 2.22 says, flee youthful lusts. In other words, run away from them. <laughs> Praise God. James says, 4.7 says, submit to God and resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. We submit to his will. Amen. What he wants, praise God. It's a choice, praise God, that we make. And then, thus we must make choices not to disobey God, allow sin in our lives, but we must also go to God for the strength and the grace to help us to overcome. Amen. What's the word say? He says, you know, uh, come boldly, come with assurance to the throne of grace, that you might obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. So you and I, praise God, when, when we need help, praise God, we go to the, we go to the throne of grace. Amen. And, and, that, and we obtain grace and mercy, we, the power that we need, the help that we need, praise God. Matthew eleven twenty eight. come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Praise God, if you're thirsty, come. He says, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Amen. And he, he that believeth out of him shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible tells us that, you know, uh, that we all drink of the same spirit. Any child of God, when we worship the Lord and we praise the Lord and we pray in the Holy Ghost, I mean, amen, we're all <clears throat> drinking in from the same spirit of God. If failure is the result of disobedience, or resisting God's grace, His power, and His, and His presence, our choice of obedience <clears throat> and seeking God's grace, amen, hallelujah, then have secured our victory over sin. Because if we choose obedience and to seek God's grace, He's going to give us the power. He's going to, amen, His presence on us to be able to overcome sin. There is one more intangible that is involved in the equation of our success, faith. We must not only flee sin, put to death the deeds of the flesh, give no place to the devil, 
and turn to God and come to Him for grace, but we must believe for the victory. Amen? How is grace released? Obedience makes us eligible, but it is faith that releases the grace of God. How do we know that? For by grace are we saved through what? Faith. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. So, <clears throat> for by grace through faith. So, how, how do, do we receive that power? How do we receive it? Praise God. Amen. It's through faith. It's through faith in him. Praise God. It's one thing to be born of God and indwelt by the Holy Spirit to overcome sin. It's another thing to know that God is doing his part, praise God, in the way of our deliverance that we are able to bear the temptation. It is yet another thing to be obedient and turn to God for help <clears throat> and to seek his help. But we must also believe God for his grace to overcome. 1 John 5, 4, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. You are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. God is making a way for you to escape and to overcome and be victorious. You have been obedient in fleeing sin and coming to God for grace, but you must also trust God for his grace so that you can overcome. Trust him for his strength and his power. First Peter 1.5 says, We are kept by the power of God through faith. We are kept by the power of God. How? Through faith. Amen? So when we come to Christ, we believe that we will receive mercy and grace. When we come to Christ, we believe that, that we'll receive rest. When we come to God, we believe that we'll be filled with his spirit. <clears throat> the three Hebrew children, praise God, amen, they, they were God's children, amen. God was with them, and God had a plan of escape. He had a plan for them to be able to bear and, make, and, and to have them escape. They made a choice not to bow to the idol. They made a choice to be obedient. And they were obedient to flee idolatry and serve God. They trusted, they trusted in God for the victory. Amen. And there was a man, fourth man, that was in the furnace. Amen. And that was the Lord Jesus. He's the deliverer. Amen. Hallelujah. They were not harmed. They were not saved. They didn't even didn't have a smell of smoke on them. Praise God. What happened? They received grace. Amen. God's power, God's presence of Jesus being with them. Amen. To deliver them from that fiery furnace. In conclusion, the misconception, amen, that about us being weak. You're not weak. We've determined that by Scripture that you're not weak. Amen. But you're strong in the Lord, as we put on the armor of God. But he says, be strong in the Lord and his power of his might. Amen. And so also, God makes us a way to overcome sin in our lives. 
But we must choose to overcome. Amen. If God makes a way for exit to escape, praise God, we need to take the exit. <laughs> Amen. And, and, uh, and, and to choose, praise God, make that choice to overcome sin. We must believe also God for the victory, that we put our faith in him, praise the Lord, and trust him, amen, that we can be victorious no matter what we're going through. One of my favorite scriptures is that, that Jesus causes us to, in uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14, causes us to triumph, how many times? Always. Always causes us to triumph, praise God. So, you know, we believe and trust him for the victory, but it's our choice. Amen. We have to choose. And so we go back to the title of this message. There is no excuse to sin because Christ is in us. Amen. Giving us the power to overcome sin. Amen. Now remember, <laughs> obedience makes us eligible, but faith releases the grace of God for victory. Praise God. What, what was, when, when, when Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ with strength, you know, he was trusting the Lord that no matter what happened, he, you know, he, he could do anything, praise God, and he could overcome sin because of Christ strengthening him. You know, he goes on to say, my God, and we always associate it with money, but my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches glory. You know, sometimes it's, Emotional, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's physical, and sometimes it's spiritual warfare, whatever comes in our lives. But he supplies all of our needs. Praise God. <clears throat> he's made, made a package. Amen. He's, uh, you know, he's, he has provided for us that we can live above sin and that we don't have to sin and we can overcome sin. Praise God. But it's our choice. Amen. It's just like the chorus, I've decided to follow Jesus. Amen? No turning back. No turning back. Praise God. But it's our choice. I, we, every day of your life, you have the choice of whether to serve God or not. You have the choice of whether to sin or not to sin. We have been given the ability not to sin, to overcome sin. But we still have to yield our members to righteousness. We have to still choose to mortify or put to death the deeds of the flesh. We still have to let not sin reign in our moral bodies. It's our choice. And God helps us as we choose that, praise the Lord. And one of the things is as we grow in the grace of God. You know, when you look at Second Peter and it talks about all the steps of maturity and all the things that you add to your faith. All those, I think it's eight things that you, you add to your faith. You know, but if you look at the scriptures before that, it has to do with your having the knowledge. As you have the knowledge of Jesus, praise God, then you add these things. And then that's why, amen, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. You might prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, how does that take place? How, does, how, how, do, how are we transformed? By knowing the word of God, having a greater knowledge of Jesus so that we can grow in the grace of God. And so ah, I'm going to stop there, praise God, because I'm not going to give my other message that I'm going to preach in a couple of weeks away. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Tempted, though. 
Hallelujah. I'm ready. Praise God. I, 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 I'm getting loaded. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because I, I, I feel like it's a necessary uh, message that we need for our church and for ourselves. Praise God. But aren't you glad? Amen. The potential that you and I have. And you know, we all know that the enemy attacks our potential. And it's not just our potential as far as our ability to do a certain work or a certain job or do certain things or, or you know, the gifts and everything. You know, he wants to attack our potential, praise God, of us having victory in him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The potential, the grace of God that abounds in our lives, that that in the Holy Spirit that fills us and the strength that we draw from the Lord. Amen. You know, he wants to attack that. Amen. He, he wants us to, to attack us to make wrong choices. How many times in your life? Amen. He said he would not allow you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. Amen. To make an escape so that you can bear it. How many times in your life, praise God, you were battling something you are on the verge to make a decision that you shouldn't make. But the grace of God kept you. Amen. The Holy Spirit spoke to you. Amen. And brought a scripture to your mind. Amen. That you was able to overcome that temptation. And you was able to escape that temptation. Praise God. And you was able, amen, to bear that temptation. Because God made a way for you. Amen. I like the chorus that we sing. I know the Lord has made a way for me, for you. Amen. He's made a way. And he's made a way that you and I can overcome. Thank God this evening that Christ lives in our lives. Amen. Christ is in us and we are in Christ. And that's what makes a difference. I thank God that I'm a child of God. Amen. And I can overcome. Praise the Lord. And be obedient to him. And he makes a way and helps me so that I can make the choices that I can to serve him and to live for him. Lord, I thank you, God, for the opportunity this evening. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, tonight that we are strong in you. Amen. In you. Not in ourselves. Not in our flesh. But we're strong in you. And you give us the grace that is sufficient for us to overcome sin, to overcome anything in our lives. And so we are, we are strong in you, praise God. And Lord, you have, you have made it possible, amen, that we, praise God, can overcome sin, that you help us to overcome sin. But Lord, we realize tonight, it's our choice. It's our choice what we do. You've given us all the the equipment, you've given us everything that we need, amen, not to sin and to live a obedient, God-holy, God-fearing life. And so, Lord, tonight, we're thankful that we're reminded, praise God, tonight, that as we make the choices, praise God, you give us that grace, you give us that strength, you give us that help, praise God, that we can be victorious in you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for all your blessings. 
I thank you, God, for, you know, a roof over my head. I thank you for food on the table. I thank you, God, for a car to drive. I thank you for a wonderful wife. And I thank you, God, for a family and friends. Praise God. I thank you for all the blessings that I have in my life. But most of all, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you living in me. Praise God. I'm thankful, Lord, that I am a child of God. Amen. And I don't have to live in fear. Praise God. Because you haven't given me the spirit of fear. But you've given me this spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You have not given us a spirit of adoption, you know, to, to, you know, to fear. But you've given us a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, you have a father. Thank you tonight, Lord. Amen. That you are mine and I am yours. And I thank you, God, for everyone that's here tonight. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. And I thank you, God, if we do slip mistakes, you forgive us. But thankful, like John said, we don't have to sin. Amen. We can live above sin, and we can be victorious. It's a lot of the people that are sitting here tonight, including my, myself. Man, we have been tempted. We have been tried. We have gone through things. But praise God, by the grace of God, we have overcome. And we have made choices and decisions in the midst of trials and the midst of strong temptations in our lives, through our, our life. But thank God tonight, amen, for the strength that you've given us and the victories that we have won. Amen. We don't focus on the temptations. We don't focus on the struggles. We focus on what you have done for us and the victories, Lord, that you have given us and how that we have prevailed. And every single time you've caused us to triumph in you. Amen. As we're obedient to you and serve you and trust you. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you tonight, Lord. We love you tonight, Jesus. We praise you tonight. We exalt you tonight. We thank for the peace. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that even now, you know how to save us out of temptation. I thank you, Lord, that you are, you know what everybody's, I'm not omniscient, but you know what everybody in this room is going through, what they are facing. And you, like our loving high priest, you are inter interceding for us. Amen. You're bringing victory into our lives. Amen. You're helping us to overcome. Amen. As you petition the Father in heaven in behalf of us, we're so thankful that we serve such a wonderful, gracious Savior. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Victor.
Victory, victory, it is mine. Victory, victory, it is mine. When I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory, it is mine. Yes, victory, victory, it is mine. Victory, victory, it is mine. When I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory, it is mine. I'm going through, I'm going through. I'll pay the price, whatever others do. I'll take the road with the Lord's anointed few. I'm going through, Jesus, I'm going through. Yes, I'm going through, I'm going through. I'll pay the price, whatever others do. I'll take the road with the Lord's anointed few. I'm going through, Jesus, I'm going through. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be moved. Jesus, only Savior, I shall not be moved. In his love and favor, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be moved. Yes, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Lord, I shall not be moved. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. John, 